victory. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass a saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the yeah. work of the Lord, Woo! knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Yes. Friends, we get to sing those truths I just read right now. We're going to sing that death was arrested and my life began. We've just read that in the word. Oh, death, where is your victory? And oh, death, where is your string? As we celebrate what Christ has done for us, then we're going to sing about Christ being the solid rock. Friends, we are celebrating that we are now steadfast and immovable because of not anything in us, but because of what Christ has done. Let us praise the Lord in song together this morning. Try it again. <laughs> Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope and no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested, my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My orphan heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested, my life began. Know your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new now. Life begins with you. And it's your endless love pouring down. My chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom he faithfully bore. And he canceled my debt, and he called me his friend. When death was arrested, my life began. Know your grace. So free washes over me. You have made me 
displayed on a criminal's cross darkness rejoices oh heaven had lost but then Jesus rose with our freedom in hand and that's when death was arrested and my life began That's when death was arrested and my life began And oh, your grace so free washes over me You have made me with you and it's your endless love pouring down on us you have made us new now life begins with you no we're free no we're free free forever we're free Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free forever, amen. When death was arrested and my life began. Oh, we're free, free forever, we're free. Come join the song of all the redeemed. Yes, we're free, free forever, amen. Death was arrested and my life began. When death was arrested and my life began. When death was arrested and my life began. And oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you, and it's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. Jesus' blood and righteousness 
sing this bridge. I'm going to sing, read a uh, verse from Ephesians, several verses actually before we sing it. Ephesians 1, starting in verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. 
In him we have attained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. We're going to sing this bridge that all our hope is in him. All our strength is in him. All our peace is found in him, and our life is in him. So let's sing this, all our hope. No.
Shout your praise. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing great are you Lord and all the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing great are you Lord it's your praise in our our voices. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for the great joy and pleasure it is to worship together, to sing these truths to one another. God, what an encouragement it is to hear our brothers and sisters together in one voice sing the great truths, to pour out our praise to you, God. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity that we get each week to do it. And Lord, as we bring these requests before you, we ask, God, for your grace, God, for these situations and for the reminder that you are the sovereign Lord of the universe. Lord, that you came down 
You stepped out of heaven. You humbled yourself. And Lord, so we know that you hear us. You humbled yourself to do that. We know that you care. So Lord, we bring these to you, both knowing that you care and that your sovereign hand controls everything. So Lord, give us the faith to understand that. We pray for the Gateway Youth, Lord, after this Disciple Now weekend as they've been able uh, to hear uh, your word. And we pray for the youth across the city that were able to participate. Lord, you've done great work in the hearts of these young people. And we pray that you would continue to do that as they step out of the Now weekend and into back into normal life. Lord, give them the encouragement to continue to pursue you. We pray for Lenny and Debbie Dixon. We pray for continued healing for Lenny, and we pray for their ministry at Shepherd Staff as they continue to reach out to the needy in Montgomery. God, thank you for their partnership and for their leadership. And God, we pray that you would continue to bless them, give them a sense of your grace and calling. And Lord, we pray for Pastor Steve Campbell of Snowden Baptist Church and God, their ministry there just south of town. We ask that you would continue uh, to bless them, Lord, to give them a vision of what it means to reach out to their community and into their neighborhood. We ask, Lord, for our, our, we, have, we pray for our nation and the leaders that you've put in place above us, Lord, in this time of turmoil. We pray for your grace there, that you would give them wisdom and insight on how to lead people. And we pray for the Dakani Church in India as they reach the Muslims in their community. Lord, we know uh, we live in the South and in, in Alabama and in the U.S. God, Christianity is very much a part of our conversation. But across the world, it is not. And believers there may look around in their daily lives and not see anyone in regular contact. So, Lord, we pray for these small the believers that are particularly there and particularly for Zakir, who has come to faith in you. We pray that he would reach his people, Lord, that you would speak through him and raise up a community of the gospel there in this group of people. Father, we thank you for all you've given us. And God, as we give back today, as our offering, both it's in, play, in person and online, Lord, as we return back to you what is given to us, Lord, give, make us cheerful givers, knowing that just as it is your breath in our lungs, every resource that we have is yours and it belongs to you. May we be good stewards of these resources. And finally, for Dwayne, God, thank you so much that he's coming to speak to us today, to share, uh, to give us a word of truth from you. We pray that you would speak through him. We pray for his ministry at Flatline Church, that you would bless them as they continue to reach the community there. God, thank you so much that we're able to hear from him. And we pray this in all in Jesus' name. Amen. Sound like a jail cell, right? <laughs> hey, we free from them chains, right? Amen. Y'all better say amen like you know you free. You see, you better say amen like you know you free. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. When you say amen, you probably don't know that the Lord has set you free. We went up there. I was surprised that it was time for me to go up yet. I was like, man, we got no, we got one more song? Golly. Man, I am so excited to be here today. Thank y'all again. I mean, I was shocked the second time that you invited me back. Because I preach like, okay, they might not invite me back. So I'm going to preach hard. <laughs> it's going to drive them or draw them. 
you know, but uh, I thank God. This is my, like Grady said, it's my fourth visit here, so I'm kind of fishing now. I probably, I might always be on the staff, ain't it? <laughs> uh, <me. laughs> with the rest of the preachers, but uh, so excited to be back. Oh, we're going to keep the children in here today? All right, well, I'm going to have to tone this one down, because <laughs> it was going to get a little heavy, but I see we got the young folks in here tonight. So, so today, so glad to see all of you all today. So thankful to to the Lord to just be able to come out and worship. Y'all, y'all my friends, right? I, I really feel like that. Y'all, y'all are my friends. Y'all a friend to Flatline. Y'all a friend to Chisholm Community. Y'all a friend to Chisholm Baptist Church. Because as Grady was explaining earlier about, yeah, we planted a church over there, but without Chisholm Baptist Church, it wouldn't work. You know, like they're our friends, they're our partner. I kid you not, they're actually, uh, some of them are over there right now trying to help us set up for our evening service. So it is a great, great partnership. And I told y'all the age, great, age range from 62 to 93. So if you're 62 years old, you're in the youth group. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But they had they be now this weekend too, you know? <laughs> so, so uh, but we just praise the Lord uh, for what he is doing in our hearts and our minds, uh, in the community, uh, like I said, in the, in, in, in the hearts of the people from Chile. How many of y'all got a chance to see the article um, that uh, Tab did on us, Alabama Baptist newspaper? It's out this week. I think it's on the front page, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, it's with, uh, they, they spoke about, um, had, had them interview some of the people from Chisholm Baptist Church. Oh, what's up, Brian? That's one of our ministers right there. I know you was over here. Okay, what's up, Brian? Uh, from Chisholm Baptist Church, they interviewed her, and it's just a powerful, powerful testimony. You get a chance to see it. It made me cry when I read it. So, um, just testified about how they were longing uh, to do something more than they were doing, and uh, they didn't want to stand before the Lord uh, undone unfinished and uh but they help us out tremendously even uh yesterday as we fed the uh, lee high school football team so i'm the chaplain for the i'm the chaplain for the football team but basketball coach got on me too so we we feed the basketball team share the gospel with the basketball team as well and i get you not uh some ladies from chisholm baptist church runs that ministry now and when i first met them two years ago and no joke uh around december 2000 and what's this 21 so it had to be around 18 and the young lady who runs the ministry, you know, told me that she was afraid of African-American young men because she didn't have any relationship with them, you know. So I told her, give them a chance. You know, these guys, I've been working with them. We've been discipling them. And I kid you not, do not say nothing about them boys right now because she will come see you. <laughs> she goes to all their games. I mean, she leads the ministry. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, <clears throat> and like Grady said, he wanted us to uh, give an update on Flatline Church before we get into this message. Uh, God is, whew, he is really, really, really continues to bless us. I mean, when COVID hit us, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really change anything outside of we wasn't meeting in the building for an hour and a half. I mean, we're, we're I think we're identified from what we do outside. I mean, uh, we still, we, we didn't skip a month, so we still, every single month on the fourth Saturday, uh, we distribute over 5,000 pounds of food, pray with over 100 families, share the gospel with over 100 families, have not missed a month from doing that. Matter of fact, uh, there was a season, and uh, at the end of 2019, yeah, 2019, around December, uh, the last grocery store out in Chisholm closed down. So there was not a grocery store for about three or four months out there. So it closed down Tuesday. I sent a group text uh, message to our core team. We had a meeting Thursday. We were doing an outreach Saturday, and we from from 
until they got another grocery store out there. So from February, I'm sorry, from December the 21st to February the 3rd, we distributed over 42,000 pounds of food uh, to that community and probably prayed with hundreds and hundreds of families out there. I mean, there are some people now that are ready to get married, that's been checking up, you know, that live in the community. I'm talking about like 60 some years old, been living together for 20, 30 years. They were like, oh, Pastor, that word been hitting me. So we're ready to go ahead and get it done. But even then, I said, you still got to do six hours of counseling before I marry you. You know? <laughs> you know? So just a lot of testimonies, a lot of testimonies uh, from that and uh, from the outreaches. And the people from the community, most of the time, they're the one, like we meet them initially during the outreach and, and five, six months later, now they're serving in the outreach. So that's the whole point of it. The food is a, is a, is a natural tool uh, uh, to get them to, to the real uh, purpose of why we do it outreach is to teach you about Jesus Christ and the meat of the gospel. And then we're not here to enable you. We're here to uh, build you up in the Lord, you know. Um, so we do our monthly um, outreach, and we also, every single fourth Tuesday, we do Cops for Christ, you know, um, and that's every fourth Tuesday. And sometimes we have it at the church. If not at the church, we, because uh, we, I'm the church plan strategy for Montgomery Rap Association, so we, we have it at different churches across uh, throughout the, uh, the city, which I'll be calling you soon too, brother, for that. So, but it's wonderful where we bring our police officers in. And before COVID, we used to have about 75 show up, you know. But now it's down about 20, 25, and I, I understand that. Uh, but what we try to do is, and it's working too. I mean, even like yesterday, I was out of town with my wife for a birthday, a birthday today actually, on Valentine's Day, right? So... <laughs> But uh, we was out of town yesterday, and I got a call from one of the um, police officers where they needed me to come pray with the family, but I was out of town. So that relationship is just really, really well. And plus, we try to provide an avenue for these officers because they go through a lot. Uh, and sometimes, even within their peer group, they're really not going to confess what they're really dealing with in regards to their family, in regards to seeing, being, being first responders and seeing all this stuff. We try to hook them up with other pastors around the city where they can go to them on a confidential level and get the counseling that they need. Because, of course, I'm not going to tell this other officers what I really deal with because I look, might lose my badge or I might looked upon, be looked upon as weak. But by engaging them and, and connecting them with pastors, they can really, really let it out. And plus, as an African-American young man, the culture right now, that's why I'm the face of it because the culture says I'm supposed to hate the police because I'm black. Right. That's I mean, don't get me wrong. Wrong is wrong. and Right. Is right. We do call out wrong. But Romans 13 said we must, you know, I can't be a Christian and hate the police officer. I mean, I just cannot do that. You know, so if I'm gonna hate the police officer, I might have to give up my I can't say I, I, don't, I don't lay my cross down. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not for, for the Lord. So uh, we want to be there for them. So we do that every single fourth Tuesday. Uh, also, every fourth Tuesday, no, every first and third Tuesday from um, three 3.30, no, I'm sorry, 3 o'clock to 4.30, we have, we've partnered with Montgomery Law Volunteer Program, and they come out to the church, and uh, they set up an expungement clinic. I don't, I don't have a slide. I had a slide, but I forgot to send it to you. They set up an expungement clinic, and what we do is help people get some things off their record that probably should not be on their record. You know, uh, that's, they've done their time. They, they've been right and haven't gotten in trouble for 20 years, but th things on their record that keeps them from getting a good job like at UPS or FedEx or Home Depot uh, or getting into a trade school like uh, Trenum Tech. So we try to help them clean their record so we can go ahead and 
you know, get you, make, put you in a position where you can live a life of dignity. But first we teach them the gospel, but then it, it doesn't just stop there. You know, you, okay, if I've been selling dope and I've been making $1,500 a week and now I hear the gospel and I'm saying, I'm, cause there were times where they were like literally turning in to us, like at the altar. I'm glad we got police off there. I'm like, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used, you know, you got children here, you know, before I got saved, that's what I was doing. I ain't know no better, right? I ain't no daddy. You know, so the streets were waiting on me. So I'm like, hey. But, but now you can't just say, okay, you got saved, now go to Walmart, go to, go, go to Waffle House. Okay, well, yeah, go there for a minute, but we got to set you up because you got three children. You got four children. We got to set you up where you can now live a life, a dignified life uh, before the Lord. So, and uh, we're still doing our outdoor services, uh, like I said, at 2.30 today. That's been really, really great. I think for us in Chisholm, even if we get back to a point where we're able to do this, I think we're still going to do outdoor and the reason being, we, we actually set up behind the church uh, and behind uh, Creative Street. There's a whole like neighborhood behind it, and our speakers send the sound waves like far, right? So we had a couple of our ministers walk back two, three blocks, and people are actually around two thirty, putting chairs in their yard listening to the service. So I was like, man, okay, this is reaching outside of the four walls. So I don't even know we're going back in the building unless it rains. If it rains, we'll come back in. But if it's not, we outside, you know. So. And then we normally, I mean, there have been some days we've had 20, 30 cars show up, you know, and about, I'd say about 60% flatline and about 40% of the community, especially after the outreaches. And as uh, soon as COVID hit, that's why, I mean, you know, very, very sensitive to uh, people who have been affected by COVID. We lost love, 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 loved ones, just, you know, love, 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 loved ones. It's, it's I think the Lord is talking to us through this. He didn't, I don't think he caused it, but I do think, because he's sovereign, I think he allowed it. He's trying to speak to the church, you know, on so, so many, many levels. You know, um, one, I think we're, we love Hebrews 10, right? You know, forsake not those similar together like some have done. We love that scripture, right? But then God, like, okay, what about Matthew 28? When I say go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then teach them. What I taught you, don't be scared. Cause I'm gonna be with you, right? So what about that? You know, and then Acts one eight, Jesus says, "Stay here." He would talk to his disciples. He said, "Stay here, tear here. I'm gonna send, uh, I'm gonna send my Holy Ghost. You know, send it to us." He said, "I want y'all to be my witnesses." He said, "I want you to start in Jerusalem, right? That's your local context." And then he said, "Then hit Judea. That's your regional." And then he said, "Go to like he said, go to Jerusalem. We'll start in Jerusalem. Go to Judea." Go to Samaria. Uh-oh. Now, he's talking to Jews at that time. And when you tell a Jew in that context, go to Samaria, that's, that's like, oh, wait a minute. Now, we don't really, Jesus, uh, we don't really rock with them. He ain't said wait till Samaria come to you. He said go to Samaria. Then go to the outermost parts of the world. And so I think God is trying to get that holy trinity inside of us. He don't want us to just be worrying about gathering together. This is wonderful, but this can't be it. You know, so um, I said that because as soon as God really been blessing us, as soon as um, COVID hit, I made an announcement like March, that the first week that they told us to close down, I made an announcement that we're going to uh, do Facebook Live, I think something like that. And within five minutes, Frazier called me, Frazier TV, I kid you not. They said, we got a spot. 
Well, we need some African Americans. Hey, I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy. They said, we need some African Americans <laughs> on our TV program. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah, that's another word we love, right? <laughs> and uh, so we've been on TV. I, I would have never even thought about the uh, flatline being on TV. We've been on TV since March, and it started off at, uh, we had a 30-minute slot from 6.30 to uh, 7 o'clock on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. And then I'm kind of long-winded, so they were having to chop my sermons up because about 45 minutes, they had a 30-minute slot. They were like, forget it, we're just going to give you an hour, right? So, that, <laughs> so around September, they gave us an hour. And then they said so many people was calling in, it was like, forget it, you're on five nights a week. So we're on five nights a week on channel, <laughs> channel 13, channel 133, and then we're also on uh, the radio on 96.5 uh, FM on Praise Radio. Uh, it's, it's, it's an urban gospel station that... Chisholm is really, really familiar with. And the thing is, because see, when we went Facebook Live, we still was thinking outside of the box. And we know based on the context that we're in, a lot of our people don't have email. They don't have Wi-Fi. So they don't have Zoom. They, 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 weren't, they, weren't, they were scared to come to the church, so how were they going to get the message? So the radio was definitely a part of the plan. Like we had already discussed that. I wasn't thinking about TV. God just, he just did that. You know, but we knew, you know, we can go get, go to Dollar General and get you a $10 radio so you can listen at the word on the radio. So that's pretty much the update where we are now. So we thank God for y'all. Thank you for your financial support, your prayers, all of that. Amen. Amen. Is that all right, bro? All right. All right. Now we finna get to the meat. Now, uh, when Grady gave, extended the invitation, Praise the Lord, I was super excited. So I asked him, I said, man, so, you know, what has God been talking to the church about? Like, what y'all been, he'll tell you, what y'all been dealing with? He said, uh, we just finished the book of James. I was like, ooh, <laughs> really? Because <laughs> in our, in our uh, men Bible study group, we call that, that, that's a grown man chapter right there. I mean, that's a grown man book right there. You know, like, when you serious about being a Christian, learn and do the book of James, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's some hard stuff in the book of James. I mean, like I said, James 1.22, like you're, you're responsible for not just hearing the word, but you have to live out the word. You know, uh, James 2, uh, 14 through 17. I mean, I ain't gonna have to go through all these because y'all already touched on all these. Uh, James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is working. So watch this right here. I love that scripture because it tells accountability. It says, confess your sins to one another. See, a lot of times we have to be careful because we'll, we'll do stuff and then we say, well, I talked to God about it. Well, that took care of you vertically. But that's not the complete cross. He said, until you tell you know, you got forgiven by telling God, praise the Lord, but you're not healed. The only time you get healed is when you tell your brother, not Facebook, because everybody on Facebook ain't your brother. Everybody on Twitter ain't your brother. Y'all stop going on social media, putting your sins out there. That's, you sinning by doing that. But the Bible don't tell you to do that. And the world gonna take your sin and use it against you. But if you got a group chat with some Christians on it, you got a group meet with some Christians on it, you need to be, listen, my First, by vocation, is a professional confessor. You need to be that first. 
before I'm a pastor, before I'm a church plan strategy, Montgomery Baptist Association, I, I want to make sure I'm a professional confessor. You know, I mean, in light of, when we're going to get into the word, but in, this message, you know, was already prepared before this article came out this week. And y'all, y'all, most of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Or do you? My favorite apologist. My favorite preacher, who I bought his study Bible back in 2004. Now, God didn't want to give me the power to, uh, to, to defend his word, but this brother helped me. But his lifestyle didn't match up with what he was, ta- he was, he was teaching us, you know, which is a sad, sad, sad thing. Broke my heart dearly. Dearly, but it but it exposed the title of the sermon: the danger of having orthodoxy. Meaning, you have a lot of knowledge of truth, but then you have no orthopraxis, meaning which you're not living it out. And when you when you when you know what the words say, do like James said, you know, to know sin and then to do something else is sin. You know, when you know the truth, you're required and empowered by the Lord to live out the truth. But when you don't. Your legacy is destroyed. Now your family has to live with the effects of that sin from generation to generation to generation. Wife is, I hope y'all are praying for the Zacharias right now because wife probably, is she still alive? Okay, no? But still family, children, they, I mean, they're going through it, you know, embarrassed, you know. So, so we have a responsibility as Christians to live out, um, to live out what God teaches us in his word. So today's sermon is titled, let me see, oh, oh, he went ahead and put up, so let me tell you, let me tell you a story behind this. <laughs> All right, so that's what I sent him at first, right? Orthodoxy without orthopraxy diminished orthopathy. Now show, show me what, show me the flyer. <laughs> show the flyer. See? I was like, oh, I called him. I said, man, I like your title belt. So I actually changed my notes to the danger of orthodoxy. I guess mine was too long. He like, oh Lord, man, anyway, we're gonna that just Dwayne, that's just not gonna fit on a flyer. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to <laughs> But I like that one. The danger of orthodoxy without orthopraxy. And we're gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna come from John chapter uh, 12, verse 1 through 11. Now I've preached this, this passage of scripture. I, see I, this same passage, it's so much in God's word that you can. You can get out of it. You can read it a hundred times and get a hundred different revelations that's going to help your life. So I preached this sermon called, Can You Smell Me? Now that was what, I'm, I'm in the urban context. That might be a little bit much for y'all here, so I had to scholar it up a little bit, right? So, <laughs> but we're going to look at five different characteristics uh, displayed here in, the, in these bodies of Scripture. John chapter 12, verse 1 through 11. And probably at the end of this message, you're going to see, I pray, you're going to see yourself in one of them, guaranteed. If you got a pulse, you, you're one of them, right? But I pray three of these fit you, two of them don't. Three of these characteristics are going to fit you, two of them are not, right? So let's go ahead and, and look at it. We're going to start with John chapter 12. Uh, we're going to go uh, from 1 through 11. And I use the NASB version. Um, I don't know what version y'all is, but it's all good. It's saying the same thing. All right? All right, let's, let's read. Bethany, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Therefore, six days before the Passover came to Bethany. Wait a minute. 
Jesus came to Bethany. A typo on my note. Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a dinner there, and Martha was serving, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary then took a pound of very expensive perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who intended to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarius and the proceeds given to the poor people? Now he said this not because he cared about poor, the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he kept the money, have the poor with you, but you would not have always have me with you. Keep going. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty, awesome, powerful, matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come to you again this morning thanking you, praising you for being a good and powerful and loving God. Thank you for being a good father. Thank you for your word that sets us free, Lord God, your truth that sets us free, Lord God. So, Lord, we uh, uh, surrender and submit Again, this service to you, I submit myself to you. I decrease so that you may increase, make me invisible right now, Lord God. Teach all of us, including me, even on your vessel, uh, what it is that you want us to learn from this body of Scripture this morning. God, we love you, but we only able to love you because you first loved us. It's in the mighty, awesome, powerful name of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Messiah, the Christ. His name is Jesus. And we pray his name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to look at these five characteristics in just those 12 scriptures, right? And some truth going to come out, right? Amen. We're going to get right today if we ain't already right. Our orthopraxy is going to line up with our orthodoxy. Then you're going to learn that last word, orthopathic, right? We're going to touch on that at the end. There it is. Boom. I did First Baptist D now uh, last month. And that was one of the, that was my message to the youth. I was like, y'all about to learn something today, <laughs> some big words. But I got some good reports from Russell. And the guy. They said, man, hey, so y'all, you stepped it up. So now we got to teach them what that means. So amen. Five characters. First character uh, is witness. Character, uh, the characteristics in these first five, uh, 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 I'm sorry, the first 11 verses of John chapter 12. Let's look at witness. So therefore, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethlehem where Lazarus was. Lazarus. Now watch this. When you look throughout the Gospels, because this account is in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's never a recorded word that Lazarus ever said. But he's the strongest witness for Jesus to this day. Even right now in Bethany, when people mention Bethany, they say, oh yeah, there was, there was Lazarus raised from the dead. But all he did was exist and see with us. And one, that keep you humble. 
Because I was over here praying and just thanking the Lord. The fact I'm in here. See, I'm doing my Samaria right now. You know what I'm saying? You know what Jesus said? <laughs> so, so start in Jerusalem, you know, your local contact. Then, you know, go to Judea. That means reach outside of just where you're at. And then go to Samaria. I Meaning go share the gospel with some folks that, that's not from your cultural background. That didn't grow up like you. So y'all are my Samaria. Amen. And I was over to really just tears in my eyes because when I first got here, one of the brothers, he asked me, did I know uh, some people from DeMott because I'm from Linden, Alabama. And I mean, I, I'm still man, so I ain't start crying over there in front of him. But I was feeling on the inside because I thought, of, I thought back. See, I ain't hear the gospel until 26 years old, February 3rd, 2002, 11, 17 a.m. But during the time when I was in DeMott and Linden, I had some, a lot of enemies in the mind because I was lost in my sin. I ain't, I ain't know the Lord, no dad, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing what the devil wanted me to do. He had his foot soldiers come in and get me. That's why it's so important that the church go out, share the gospel, right? So I didn't know no better, right? But when he brought that, that, that town up, I remember getting in fights and all kinds of stuff just because, just being lost in my sin. And, and, and there are times I've been doing dirt riding down this street, you know, and then now I'm in here preaching the gospel. So... There's no way. I heard Grady said, man, he, you know, he's kind of like a celebrity. I know he don't mean no harm by it, but it's like, man, I know I ain't do nothing to earn to be here. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing that Dwayne Rummer did to earn the right to stand up here and proclaim God's word. Just like with Lazarus. Ain't that Lazarus did? You know, he ain't have to go shut it. He just is because of who Jesus is and what Jesus did for him. And that's how we are. That's why you have to understand salvation. Once you understand salvation, the gratitude will be there that will make you want to obey the Lord. Because you know you ain't doing nothing to earn your salvation. And if you think you did, you ain't saved. If you think you had anything to do with that, you ain't saved first. It's by the grace of God. And like the brother read from Ephesians 1, God chose us before the foundation of the world. Goodness gracious. So even during the first 26 years of death, and, and it just, just, you know, in my mind, you know, and then like, like the sister was saying, or the brother was singing, like death came and got arrested. Huh? And Jesus set me free. So witness, right? Whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made, made him a dinner there and Martha was there serving. So even, I'm, I want to stick to the witness too. Now in the book of, um, like I said, this account is in all four of the gospel. But. If you look at Mark chapter 14, verse 3, talking about the same account, it said, while he was in Bethany at the home of, uh-oh, Simon the leopard. Now, watch this. Now, first of all, during that time period, if there was a leopard, because the party, what, they, what it was at, they was at Simon's house. Lazarus was there, but it was at Simon the leper house. So if you're a leopard, people don't supposed to be around you. Here's another witness of Jesus. So you got... Jesus at this party, boy, I know that's why they want to get there. You got the man who was healed from leper, and then you got other people around this leper. Then you got the man that was raised from dead that had been in the grave for four, four days. Boy, that's a hot party, there, ain't it? Boy, that's, I mean, that's some folks up in there. You know? But it's, it's just, again, showing the witness of Jesus, right? His power, right? That's why God tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, if any of us in Christ, we're a new creation, right? The old things are passed away. Behold, the new have come. So, yeah, he was uh, 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 Simon the leper. He was, he was in bondage and, and shame and, and isolated. But, man, when Jesus came, 
He was a new man in Christ, and he ain't shamed no more. He got friends again. Amen. The second characteristics, a characteristic in this in this uh, Bible scripture, is the servant, right? Because if you're gonna be, once you get saved, you're supposed to have that first characteristic, which is a witness. The second one you're supposed to have is a servant. Let's look at uh, verse two. It says, "So they made him a dinner there, and Martha was what serving, and Lazarus was one of the ones reclining at the table with him." Now, if you go back a little earlier. Serving is important, but when we get to the third characteristic, Jesus is going to show us what's more important than serving. But serving should be a part of your life, right? And we don't get to pick and choose who we serve, because sometimes we do that. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Help me hold that ghost. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 through 22. We're talking about being a servant of Christ to everyone, Right? Because the, the world, that's why God tells us not to be conformed to the, to the world, be transformed by the renewing of our mind and his scripture. And we got to know, I don't care what TV, what they put out on the media, the prince of the air. Y'all do know, that's why I call the prince of the airwaves, you know, who run that, Satan. So you have to be careful what you, you can't expect truth to come through that because the prince of the airwaves is running it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 through 22, therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were, that you were, I love that, at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, but brought near by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both. Uh-oh. See, at this time, you got see, Paul is talking to the Gentiles and the Jews. Two different races. Race is all in the Bible. It's okay to talk about race, because we get scared of that. It's all in the Bible. But Paul is dealing with race right here. He said, who has broken down in the flesh, dividing the wall of hostility. See, this is the thing, especially right now. People don't know what to do with us. They don't, they don't know. They can't put me over here. Listen, I, 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 I don't get caught up in politics, right? I ain't, I ain't for the elephant. I ain't for the donkey. I'm from the lamb, period. That's it. <laughs> yeah. To me, to me, that bird broke in anyway. The left ring broke and the white ring broke. I mean, they, they both broke, right? But it's the gospel that brings us together because if we think, we think a politician, there ain't a policy out there that a person can put in place that's going to change a person's heart, period. So why do we depend on broken things to, to make broken things fixed? You need some fix to fix something broke. And the gospel is fixed. And he says right here in Ephesians chapter 2, he said, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing walls of his hostility. Politics causes hostility. The gospel breaks down the wall. Third characteristic. Now, this is my favorite one because y'all probably see it lived out here. And I have to, I'm tempted sometimes. Listen, I know what God saved me from. I ain't telling y'all to react to the word and song the way I react, but I know so it causes a little, 
You know what I'm saying? Because listen, when I go to the football game, yeah, let my favorite team grab a pig skin and go across a chalk line. I'm hollering. That's a football going across it. <laughs> so my love for Jesus just spills out sometimes. And again, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm telling you, because I'll come to places where, and this ain't one of them, I'll go to places where, because I haven't got invited to preach at some places, some event, uh, Anglican church, and I mean, it's like, I'm like, oh, Lord, they got the right one? Because I'm about to, you know, it's about to get a little loud up in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but the, my love for Jesus should spill out to it affects the whole room, right? Not just mine, but, but, but all of ours. Look at, let's look at the third characteristic, the worshiper, right? The worship. So we already dealt with the witness. We've dealt with the, what's the second one? The servant. And now we're dealing with the worshiper. It said, verse 3 says, Mary then took a pound of very expensive perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of her perfume. Now, there's so much meat in that scripture right there. One, it was very expensive uh, perfume, and I'm going to deal with, deal with that part on the next point with old Judas. But the fact that she unloosed her hair, in the presence of men and took a year's worth of perfume perfume, and poured it on Jesus. Her love for Jesus was spilling out. She knew she was going to get criticized by somebody. She ain't checked with them and told them I'm going to do this. I know y'all, but I, I love my Lord so much, I'm going to let my hair down. Some of y'all need to let your hair down for Jesus. In the presence of other folks. When you're at work, when you're at school, when you're on your job, that's working the same thing, let your hat down for Jesus. Be at his feet through obedience. And watch the fragrance fill your whole office. Watch the fragrance of Jesus fill your whole classroom. Because you let your hat down, and you are at the feet of Jesus. And you don't care who see you. She was at this party. It was a big party. Ooh, help me, Lord. Now look at the, the, the fourth characteristic here. The traitor. Uh-oh. Now this is the one I hope you're not. But unfortunately, somebody, a room this big, somebody is. The traitor. And this, this, is, where this, this, this is where the title of the sermon comes from. Let's look at it. But verse four, but Judas, Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, key word, he in the church. The one who intended to betray him, he in the church, but he ain't really with the mission. I'm here, but I ain't for reaching out to them people over there. I'm here, but I ain't for this, but I'm here. I'm hanging with you. You trust me because I keep the money. The one who betray, intended to betray him said, look at verse 5. 
Here come the orthodoxy now. He got, the, he got the word down pat. He said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denaries and the proceeds given to a poor people? That sounds so noble, don't it? Sounds like, oh, man, wait a minute. We probably need to rethink this thing. Because the Bible do say we're supposed to be kind to the poor. In Proverbs, I believe that's why God blessing flatline the way he blessing flatline right now. Because in Proverbs, it says, if you're kind to the poor, it's like lending to the Lord. I think it's Proverbs 17. So can you imagine God said, oh, wait, hold on, I owe flatline. Because they're so kind to the poor. So he had the orthodoxy down right. But it's just a heart is messed up. And then 300 denarius, that's why I was breaking this down to you. In the Greek, one denarii equal one day's wage. And it said 300, so I guess they took out the weekends and vacation or whatever. So... <laughs> So today, that's like $40,000 worth of, because that's the average salary right now, $40,000 worth of perfume that to the people around her look like she wasting it. But she know I'm worshiping. And see, when people see you go all out like that, they think you are wasting your time or, or they don't understand you. Especially, listen, don't try to, the world just ain't going to get you anyway. You, you get that right. I mean, the Bible said the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But this here from the church folks. Sometimes church folks, church, y'all know, church folks would criticize you for obeying and worshiping and giving your all to Jesus. Why are you still going over there to that church over at Gateway, man? Let them, let them get all your time over there. Don't be giving all your money because I want that new boat. What you doing? I'm be paying all. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Oh, it got quiet there, boy. <laughs> you got to watch out for church, folks. Because, see, Judas, he, he, know, he know the price of everything, but he don't know the value of nothing. He knew how much that cost, but he didn't understand the value of what she was doing. Don't be a traitor. Don't be around the, the ministry. Don't be around the church and always oh, got something negative to say when you see somebody worshiping and serving the Lord in a way that you should be doing. But you got something negative to say about it. You better watch out. But it don't matter because, watch this. She ain't have to say nothing. <laughs> you know why she ain't have to say nothing? That's just what Jesus said. He said, what he told her, leave her alone. See, that one really probably really made Judah even more angry because he tried to be all holy and stuff. And Je you did this public, so Jesus said, I'm going to correct you publicly. Leave her alone. She doing this because she preparing for my burial. Now, I don't know if Mary understood the significance of what she doing because it seemed like she was more in tune than the disciple was. If you look at some of the other accounts, they was kind of going along with you, Judas. Like, yeah, you kind of right. But when you're at the feet of Jesus, it's almost like he tell you something the rest of them don't know. They, doing, they, they hanging around and doing the work and looking, looking holy, but the ones who really understand what's going on is the ones who stay at his feet. Amen. And if you go back and study, almost every time you see Mary, she at the feet of Jesus. Amen. So much uh, early, her sister was like, Jesus, like, man, what, you, you just going to let her, I'm doing all this work. Remember we talked about early serving? Serving is good, but it ain't more important than worship. So Mary was 
uh, 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 I'm sorry, Martha was just doing all her stuff and trying to clean up, and she was like, man, make her help me. Jesus was like, Martha, Martha, you worry about the wrong thing. She, what she doing is more valuable to me than what you're doing, even though I appreciate that. But I'd rather you be a worshiper than a servant. Because when you're a worshiper, it's going to make you want to serve anyway. But you can serve without being a worshiper. Y'all know we got folks that do stuff around the church, but they don't know worship them. Probably can't tell you 10 Bible verses, but a cut 100 yards. <laughs> Woo! Help us, Lord. So this, what is, this scripture, the, the title of the sermon came from this scripture. He knew orthodoxy. He knew truth. But he, he, he wasn't about practicing what he knew was true. And that's what happened with Brother Robbie. He knew the truth. But it's dangerous when the orthopraxy don't line up with the orthodoxy. Private obedience produces public blessings. What you doing when ain't nobody looking but the Lord? Because that wasn't saying, come, scroll here, look on that. Inbox up. TikTok that. Snap that. Y'all better watch out for that stuff. Get off Facebook, get your face in the book. I'm telling you. Last characteristic. I think I'm on time. Am I good on time, brother? Because y'all know now. Y'all shouldn't put no black man up here. Y'all know we long winded. Y'all know that. <laughs> That got to be in the contract next time I come. I might go over my time. <laughs> the last characteristic that's displayed in John chapter 12, verse 1 through 11, which I hope ain't nobody in this room is, but God's showing it to us, so we got to deal with it. The murderers. The murderers. Again, these some guys who supposed to be teachers of the law. They're supposed to be teaching the word. But yet, they want to kill the word. Stupid. But look at verse 9 through 11. And we, we, we look at verse... We'll close the thing on out. The large crowd of the Jews then learned that he was there. And they came not on account of Jesus only. You see this? But so that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. But the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews was going away and believing in Jesus. Now, you will have some people that want to kill you. They probably ain't going to kill you like they were talking about killing, but they'll kill your reputation, try to kill anything that was, that's, 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 that's causing others to believe in Jesus. And teaching the word. Now, listen, they are the teachers of the law where it says do not murder. They teach that. Hypocrites. They teach do not murder. Yet, they planning to murder Lazarus and they plan to murder Jesus. Not kill, because see, kill and murder, two different words. I kill a wasp if he in the house trying to attack my family. But I can't murder a wasp. You only murder humans. And some people, animals and stuff, they be careful with you. The whales and the dogs and all this. They don't kill no animal either. But y'all know what I'm talking about. 
but don't be a murderer. So, as we look at these five different characteristics, where do we fit? And be honest with yourself. Am I a servant? Can't be a servant alone. No, I'm sorry. Am I a witness first? Am I a servant? Am I a worshiper? Because now let's look at orthopathy. Why we brought this up. Uh, you see what it says up there? Can you put it up the dock? Orthodoxy without orthopraxy diminishes orthopathy. And let me break down, I think we, we dealt with orthodoxy meaning truth, the word of God. Orthopraxy means practices, meaning how you live it out. You know, Jesus said faith without works is dead, meaning if you have the knowledge of me, but then you don't carry it out. Orthopraxy is the works is dead. But when you do neither one of those, you diminish orthopathy, which is right affections before God and neighbor. That's what that means. So that's what Mary was doing. She had the right affection to Jesus before God, Jesus in front of her, and her neighbors. But if you know the truth of God's word, but you don't live out the truth of God's word, then your author, it diminishes worship. And listen, I'm a worshiper, and I can't sing or lick. Nobody like my singing but Jesus. That's it. <laughs> but I'm a worshiper. Even with our worship team, like, we're, I'm on the worship team and never sung a song. My associate pastor is on the worship team, never sung a song. Because we're elders and we're leaders, and we're, we're worship leaders. If you're an elder, you're a worship leader. I don't care if you can't sing. Did, did the Bible ever record anything about Mary singing a song? See, we get worship mixed up. We think this, this is all worship is right here, which is a part of it. That's not it. When you go to your job, you're a worship leader. When you go to school, you're a worship leader. When you go volunteer, whatever you do, you are a worship leader. You're supposed to lead worship. Because the Bible said when she unloosed her hair. She let her hair down in front of everybody. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care what you know about me. I let my hair down in front of everybody. And I'm, I'm showing my affection, my love for Jesus just spinning out. It affects everybody around you. That's why the Bible talks about it in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says, let your light so shine so that people may see your good works and then They'll glorify your father, which is in heaven. The reason a lot of people around us ain't glorifying our father in heaven because they're not seeing your works. They're not seeing it. They're not seeing it. And we have a responsibility and the power and the courage and the strength from the Holy Spirit to live that out and let the love of Jesus exude from our lives to it affects just like that, the Bible said that perfume filled the entire, that sweet fragrance. See, it wasn't the perfume that they smelled. It was her love for Jesus that filled the room. Are you planning to make it your business now to where your love for Jesus, the fragrance would be so strong that it will fill whatever space, whatever atmosphere you're in. Amen.
Amen. Now, listen. This word probably going to touch some of y'all. I pray it has. I'll glory to God if it has. But if, if, if it has and you need to confess and repent, let's do that. Let's handle your business with the Lord before you leave here today. Don't, don't hear this word, right? And then don't put it into practice. Because the first thing you need to do is confess and repent. Y'all just came out of the book of John, so y'all know what God says about that. He said, confess your sin to God and confess your sin to man. So make it a practice today to confess your sin to God and find another saint. I'll go on Facebook. Find another saint and confess your sin to so that you may be not only forgiven but healed as well. Amen? All right. Do I need to pray out what you do? Say it again now. Amen. Come on. Hey, I want to make sure I respect the house, man. All right. Let us pray. Bow our hearts, our heads. Just get open. Just, just get at the picture ourselves at the feet of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God. Jesus. We come to you this morning, God worshiping you because you are God you're God alone you deserve our worship you deserve all of us Lord because you were the one who made us and saved us there's no other false deity that even offered to pay for our sins you and you alone offered that. And not only did you offer it, but you did it. We don't deserve to even be in your presence. Just like Mary, she understood that being in your presence was amazing and unworthy. Just like John the Baptist said, he said, he, and Jesus said, it's the greatest man ever. He said, man, I'm not even worthy of un unlacing his shoes to even wash his feet and that's how we are Lord we're not worthy on our own but you have made us worthy through your finished work on the cross so I pray for pray for every single person in this building this church this sanctuary today and the gym and online that today will be the day of salvation today will be the day of new life in you and that, in that new life, God, we will become witnesses, we will become servants, and we will become true worshipers. You said, Lord, in John chapter 4, you said the true worshipers in the last day, we're, gonna, we're not going to worship you on a mountain. We're going to worship you in spirit and in truth. So, Lord, I pray for every person here under the sound of my voice that today will be the day of salvation, and today will be a day of confession, and today will be a day of repentance. And then today will be a, a day of intended action, intended orthopraxy as we leave this place today. That we will make it our business to let our life, let the love for you spill out so much till we affect everybody around us. Give us your strength. Give us your courage. Give us your wisdom on how to do this, Lord. We love you, God. But we're only able to love you because you first loved us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Y'all stand with us as we get ready to sing. I want to be close, close to your side. Where heaven is real, death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above. Singing as one, hallelujah, holy, holy, God Almighty, great I am, who is worthy, none beside thee, God Almighty, great I am. I want to be near, near to your heart, loving the world and hating the dark. I want to see tribals living again. Singing as one, hallelujah, holy, holy, God almighty, great I am, who is worthy, none beside thee, God almighty, great I am. He's a great I am, a great I am, a great I am. The mountains shake before him, the demons run and flee. At the mention of the name, King of Majesty, there is no power in heaven or any who can stand before the power and the presence of great I am, great I am, great I am. God Almighty, great I am. 
shake before you the demons run and flee and at the mention of the name king of majesty there is no power in hell or any who can stand before the power and the presence of great I am 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 great I join me in prayer Father our hearts are full because of your grace Lord you have poured out your grace and your riches on us an undeserving people Lord you saw us in our sin and you chose to rescue us and ransom us and redeem us God we give you thanks for that God we give you thanks for the word that was preached this morning we thank you for our brother Dwayne and his friendships thank you for his ministry in Chisholm and in Flatline, but Lord, thank you for his ministry to us today, of teaching us your word and just reminding us what you've called us to do. Father, I pray for myself and these precious brothers and sisters. You give us much grace this week to be doers of the word and not hearers only. That we have people because of your grace within us, because you have changed, that we are a witness for you wherever we go. That we have people who serve you out of joy because we realize all that you've done for us. But God, we'd be a people who would worship you. We want to be a people who are unafraid to worship. We want to be a people who are not hindered in worshiping you. So Lord, would you this week grow us in being worshipers, grow us in being servants, grow us, Lord, in being witnesses for you because the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. Lord, I pray for anyone who's here in the sanctuary of the gym or online, Lord, who has never trusted you, Lord, that they would not leave this day without crying out for mercy and grace that you're so ready to extend and give. And Lord, we will give you the praise, what you can do in each of our lives this week as we reflect on and think about what your word has challenged us with today. And we ask it all for your glory and for our joy in Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you, Gateway family. Have a great afternoon. If you want to see Dwayne, come talk to him after. He'll stick around. Hope you have a good day.